0: Are you ready? Hey, Lindsey Whalen, before we dive into uh, links, six games left in the regular season and other things, Randy Moss, that's right in your wheelhouse as a Minnesota sports fan. I know he's one of your favorite athletes of all time. What was it like seeing him go into the Hall of Fame?
2: Oh, that was really cool. Um, You know, I think that he's, I mean, in 98 when he came in, he really, um, that was one of the best years as a fan of my life for sure, so. Uh, that brought back a lot of good memories for me watching him, and uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was um, obviously well deserved, and um, just a, a very um, you know fun evening to get to watch him and his speech and everything. That was uh, that was pretty neat.
1: As a kid, were you a bigger Moss fan or a Kirby Puckett fan, Lindsay?
2: Oh, uh, jeez. Well, I mean, Kirby, we won two championships with him. Um, I don't know. I think though with Randy Moss the way he kind of came in, it was just um, I don't know. It was just um, so fun to watch us throw I don't know, putting him just throw it as far as he could, and then him go get it. So that's tough because Kirby, like you said, we won two championships in '91. That was one of the best sports moments ever. So I don't know. That's that's tough. But I would have to if you had if you asked me either one, I would have to stay with uh, I'd have to go with Randy Moss.
0: Hey where were do you remember where you watched the NFC championship game 20 years ago the Falcons game
2: Yes I was in Grand Forks uh, North Dakota um I was on a an unofficial visit to UND I was a sophomore in high school and all of my family is from Grand Forks so I I was at that point I was kind of set on I really um liked UND they had just won um three division two national championships so I was kind of um interested in their program and so uh but at, and the visit I was like I made my mom stay and watch um the 98 um the, that game before we could go back and um it ended up we ended up being stuck in a blizzard actually after that game so it was kind of like uh it went from like bad to worse because we lost and then we got stuck in Fargo in a blizzard and had to um stay overnight in a hotel there and it was just like <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad but i was like i'm not miss- I'm not missing this game for anything for sure
1: and and you you said with all that snow there's no way i'm going here right that's what changed your yeah, mind and
2: then and then pretty much when i was like all right this is maybe just not a good sign that um we lost in 98 the way we lost, so I was like, all right, this is maybe, maybe it's best that I don't, that I don't come here because this is a bad sign that we, that the Vikings lost in the NFC Championship game. It was a bad omen.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you telling us if Gary makes that kick, you're, you're not a gopher great?
2: <laughs> you never know, I guess. I don't know. Uh,
1: Basically, that's what I'm hearing. Butterfly
0: effect.
2: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was it? What was it? I know you did. Speaking of uh, sort of childhood Minnesota sports heroes, you did KG's Area Twenty One show during the NBA season. What was that like?
2: Yep, yep, yeah. That was um, that was really cool. I mean, he's got a great thing going with that. Um, it's it's kind of his style, you know, where it's just more laid back and and kind of in just like a I don't know, like a sports bar theme or in um, I guess you want to say the man cave type situation. So. Um, yeah, it's just kinda of talking sports and, and he likes to keep it real casual and real loose, but yet at the same time um at the same time he um y- you know, he knows his stuff and he you know, he's kinda of directing traffic at the same time. He's got they're talking to him in the ear, um, uh, with that IFB or whatever and, and it was um uh, it was pretty cool to see him work and he found he found his second passion after after playing. So it was it was really fun and um that night Sue Bird was out there and Cynthia Cooper got to talk to um, Kenny and Charles and Shaq, so it was, it was a really fun
1: night for sure. Here's the, the one one thing about him though: with, with KG, they should really just get get past the the swearing and allow him to swear because he you could tell at times he's trying to watch it, and at times he just forgets. You know what? It's cable. <laughs> it's cable TV at night. Who cares? Let him swear. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because if you're, because yeah. I'll when it's off camera, he's definitely he's definitely letting them fly. So, I think you get a little more uh, you definitely get a little more authentic um, conversation. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, Lindsey Wanland is with us here. So six games left on the regular season schedule. You guys have had you had a seven game win streak earlier. You had uh, some nice victories mixed in. Now it's three bad games in a row. Is I'm assuming the goal now is just just get into the playoff bracket. Period, and then go from there.
2: Yeah, I mean, just get a win, you know. I mean, we had the thing yesterday was we had three great practices after the All Star break too, and then just, you know, the LA game we were, I mean, unfortunately, really flat. I thought we played well in Seattle, and then last night there was just a couple different stretches where Atlanta made some really tough shots, um, made some threes that just kind of took the wind out of our sails and. So, yeah, at this point, I mean, I mean, you can come up with anything you want from each game and analyze and break it down, but ultimately, we lost, and you know that's not what anybody's trying to do, so um we got to be better uh, everybody has to be better individually as a team um collectively as well um and at this point, like looking too far ahead, I mean, we just want to get a win in Chicago and just uh, i mean you know get your rest today. It's, where everybody's going through it. You know, we had three games and four nights, and now it's, I think Coach said at the start, it was going to be five games in eight days. So today it's about recovery, get your rest, and, and do what you can to be ready uh, for yourself individually and to give what you can for the team tomorrow night and, and just uh, one game at a time just try to get the win tomorrow.
1: Hey, how, how tough has th- this been too w- with, I mean, you, you've gone through periods where, where you didn't get off to a good start and then seemingly turn things ar- around J- just the inconsistency of th- this year. How difficult does that become or frustrating?
2: Yeah, it's been, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, we're all kind of at different times, like cracking our brains and trying to, you know, figure it out. And, you know, a couple of games, some people are, are playing well. And then, um, you know, like the other night I had 12 and last night I had zero. So it's, it's been, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's hard to put my finger on it. It's been, um, yeah, a very up-and-down year for us, but, um, you know, like you said, six games left and then playoffs, and so, uh, you know, all we have to do is, is one game at a time and try to try to correct it, and um, at the same time, in the same season, we did go on a seven-game win streak, so um, it's there, it can be done. It's just, it's just going to take, um, you know, everybody to give a little more and, and to have a little more of that, that mindset going into each night.
0: Hey, can you shed some light, Lindsay, on WNBA travel for us? This, this story that popped up over the weekend where the Aces were traveling for like 25 hours and delays and cancellations, and they, they get to Washington, D.C., but they have to call off the game with the Mystics. And I think it was interesting for a lot of casual fans to hear oh, yeah, the WNBA teams mostly, if not entirely, fly commercial, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, no, we all, it's, you have to fly commercial. There's no charters. So, um,. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the wor- that they weren't even on a back-to-back. They just had, you know, they had they played, and then they had a day between, and then they were going to play Washington um, the next day. So they what, what happened was there was delays and cancellations. I think the weather on the East Coast was really um, stormy as well, so I think there was just a ton of delays. And then they ended up, unfortunately for them, they ended up staying the night in an airport. And then um, by the time, they ended up getting to D.C. at like 345, The game was at 8. So, I mean, you know, they should have played. But, you know, at the same time, I think that they're, you know, trying to make a statement on, one, on player safety and, two, on potentially making some changes. That same day, we had a back-to-back. So we played in L.A. on Thursday, and then we were up at the airport at 7.30 in the morning waiting on our flight, and then we flew to Seattle. We landed at about uh, 1 o'clock, played at 7. so So... The worst, the, the hard, you know, you probably got five or six hours of sleep after that LA game. The worst part of the, of the commercial travel is the back to backs because if you were flying charter, you would just hop in the plane, fly to the city. You'd yep. probably land at maybe two or three, but you're going to get a night of sleep. You know, you're probably going to sleep till 10, 11, have a walkthrough video session, and then you're ready to play. Whereas with the commercial, you know, you have to just take whatever flight you can get. So we took a nine o'clock flight. Well, that, you know, that means you're up at 6 to get to the airport and all that. So that's probably the worst. I mean, and that's not even one of the worst ones we've had. I mean, we've had ones where you're up at 4, getting like two, three hours of sleep, getting into the city, playing. I mean, so there's they've, they've tried to do away with a lot of the, not all the back-to-backs, but usually teams will have like one or two. And um, that's something I think that they need to look at for sure in the next um, CBA is on the back-to-backs at least providing a charter because that would, it would, really make a difference and in this instance with the aces it wasn't a back-to-back it was just weather and you know even if you had a charter who knows if you would have been able to, you know if there's bad weather it's bad weather it's what right. it is so um yeah just uh you know it's kind of unfortunate and i don't know if the WNBA's made a ruling on if it, that's going to be a forfeit or whatnot because that that affects everybody because um you know we're right in there with washington and i mean the aces are trying to creep into that ace spot and So it'll be interesting to see what the WNBA ends up deciding with that one, if it's a forfeit or if they're going to try to replay it.
1: Tell Glenn, fire up that plane. He's got a plane. The Wolves fly it, right? Charter? Just tell Glenn, hey, listen, Glenn, it's a back-to-back. We need the airplane.
2: He would. He would for sure. But it's a WNBA rule because there would be a competitive imbalance because some teams can afford that. Like Glenn could probably you know, afford it easily. Obviously, he does it for the Timberwolves. So some franchises can do that, mostly the ones that are backed by the NBA. Whereas um, some of the other franchises, they wouldn't be able to do that. So they, yep. they'd be a competitive imbalance to have like half the or like three teams or half the team. It's not your fault. And then every, it's not your else. fault. Yeah, yeah, it's in the CBA. So yeah,
0: yeah like Seattle, like
2: Seattle. Yeah,
0: like Seattle and Vegas, they don't have. NBA revenue coming in, so mm. yeah, it's, uh, hopefully that gets fixed at some point. I think your solution's a good one. Just some some sort of, just maybe not chartered flights for every game. At some point, that would be awesome, but I think your solution's good. Let's fire this up here. Lindsay Whalen is our guest every week on Mondays. And we run her through the one-minute fast break. Random questions <laughs> about whatever the hell we want. Alright. All right. Favorite, I know you probably don't watch a lot of TV because you have two full-time jobs and you're very busy, but What's your favorite all-time guilty pleasure TV show that you've ever been hooked on? Teen Mom. Teen Mom, wow. <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. that. Do you watch the follow-up ones where they like go back? Oh, 10 years ago, she was a Teen yeah. Mom, and now she's twenty. You know, 27. <laughs> yes,
2: Teen Mom, Teen Mom 2, all that. Yep, that's, that's my show. That's right up my
1: alley. Favorite place to eat on campus, now that you're going to be back on campus quite a bit?
2: Ooh, uh... Cafe, uh,
1: 421. Yeah, okay. So that's
0: the correct choice, for sure. Good spot, yeah. Really good spot. Uh, be- okay, best. I'm going to stick on the media side here. Uh, best sports movie. One sports movie that you have to watch forever. You can only pick
1: one. Hoosiers. Okay. Back to my campus questions. Place on campus. Establishment you miss the most and wish was back.
2: I like the old Sally's. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm with
1: Sally's. you. It's,
2: it's Now it's, um. I mean, it's, it's still got some of the old feel, but just that's where you know when they had the patio and everything. That's when I was in college, so of course it's going to be nostalgic for me. Yeah, that
0: place. I'm kind of yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't mean to be like old crotchety guy here in my 30s, but Lindsay and I are about the same age, a couple of years apart. You can't call that new place Sally's.
2: Call it something else. Yeah. This is seriously not... yeah. That whole they, when they got rid of the patio up back, it was that was kind of it.
0: Some people say Bobby Z's, but that was a little bit before my time. Where was that one?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah Dinky I Town.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That
0: one was before my time, too. Uh, Burrito Loco, I think, took over the Bobby Z spot. They used to have like 25 cent wings. I don't think I ever went there, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: Burrito, Burrito Loco is pretty good, though, too. It is. Not bad.
0: Yes. Yep. All right, Lindsay, we'll catch up soon. See you, Waylon. All
2: right. Thanks, guys.
0: Lindsay yeah, Waylon, she is the head coach of the Gopher Women and uh, also one of the greatest WNBA players of all time and they need to get their uh, their act together here because eight teams get in they are the 7th team right now ranked in the uh, league standings and so the, the the ship has already sailed on the links for the most part getting a a a single round by or a double round by their yes. playoff format is different but, the last couple of years yes they just have to get in just get in and hope to get hot here but, so
1: the, the CBA specifically says you can't tra- charter a plane huh
0: because yeah, it'd be a said. competitive advantage, I had. Because what no would happen is, you, because you've got, you've got teams like Seattle and Las Vegas. That are tied and to NBA I had to think teams. about the other ones. Yeah, that don't have the backing of an NBA team. So if you've got all this revenue coming in, and the NBA is booming right now, and you're Minnesota or you're you know pick pick any other team. Well, Connecticut doesn't have the backing of an NBA team. Yeah. So I understand it, but it sucks when you have. 25 hours of travel problems and your luggage gets lost or whatever because there's connections. Sure. Yeah. We are sitting in front of a TCL TV here, and we like to watch sports on this bad boy. The Roku device that's built in gives you access to thousands of streaming channels and 450,000 plus if you want those guilty pleasure on-demand TV shows. I'm I'm sure you could find Teen Mom and Teen Mom 2 if you're Lindsay Whalen with the click of a button. And the best part is the ease of navigating back and forth. I know there's been times with some of these external uh, connected TV devices where you've got different remote controls and plugs and, okay, do I have to toggle from one input to another? And the Roku remote with these TCL TVs makes it really easy to go from page one, your cable channels or satellite channels, and page two, your streaming channels. It's blending it all together and making it really easy for you the user. Find out for yourself why TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand and one of the largest and most successful TV brands in the world. Any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or TCLUSA.com.
3: There's a purpose for my pain. As you've been listening all and you probably read all this week, I suffer from depression. I went through it mightily my rookie year. I've suffered through suicidal thoughts. And I wasn't just suffering through suicidal thoughts, I was actually planning the way that I would kill myself so my wife would get the money. But what that pain did for me, it, it, it increased my faith exponentially. I have grown leaps and bounds because of the things that I've gone through. And that's one of those things that I went through. And when I say went through, that means I came on the other side of it. So for those who are going through right now, there's hope. You do have hope. There is something on the other side of this. Don't get caught up where you are. Don't stay where you are. Keep moving. Keep pushing through.
0: Brian Dawkins, that was, that was an awesome speech. Yeah, and I love, like, I love the fact that guys are talking more openly about mental health and the problems they go through. I feel like too much of the conversation in football is about brain damage leading to mental health and CTE leading to mental health. And that's certainly a thing, and that'll continue to be studied. But sometimes these guys who you think have it all, all these external things, money, fame, they're doing the thing that they love to do, right? They got a hot wife and a bunch of good-looking kids and cars and all these external things that ultimately don't matter. And it's it's I think it's cool to see a guy like Brian Dawkins go through it, talk openly about it, and advance the conversation forward like he did this week.
1: The problem in sports and football especially is that it's the what's taboo, what they won't talk about. Football, Mm -hmm. I mean, football is getting a little bit better. But it remains remarkable how many subjects they just won't address mm-hmm. and and the macho environment and the old school people that still embrace that. And you say to yourself, really? I mean, you can talk about this stuff. I don't think anybody, I mean, you name me how How many people who have come out like Dawkins did? Have you said to yourself, well, I didn't know that, and I think less of that person. You inevitably think more, right? Oh, for sure. And, but football, yeah. but football has this weird guard up about it or shield about it, where where there's there's perception that if I'm not a macho football player, that, that I'm somehow not the the human being I'm supposed to be, and it's really weird because the more people that come out and talk about things, the more you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's t- perfectly normal. And, and it's a productive conversation that mm-hmm. that person starts, but yet there still seems to me to be so many of these people that are hung up on on the whole. The culture is like this, and and so I can't I can't come out and r- reveal who I am because if I do, somehow my teammates or coaches yeah. are going to think less of me. I don't know. It's it's one thing. Like doesn't matter what people think. If it if if
0: you're just constantly paralyzed by what people think, how are you ever going to? Whether it's depression or. Uh, or whether it's lack of openly gay players in locker rooms, right? I mean, just like if you can just if you can stop caring about it's such an easy thing to say. Obviously, much difficult, much more difficult to do in practice. It, but
1: it, it's a group mentality. That's yeah, it.
0: And you want to you want to belong like you're one of the guys, and I get that. So if you if you admit as a football player this macho world that man, you know what. I'm uh, really down in the dumps here, and I can't figure out a way to snap out of it. Then you're perceived as weak. You're men- now you're mentally weak, and I hate I hate the fact that that's been the stigma for a long time. And I love that it's being broken down now, year by year but in the right. NBA and football. Was Dawkins the dude who also picked off uh, Tavares Jackson in the 2008 playoff game? Or no, I think that was Asante Samuel. Asante right? Samuel who returned okay. it for the touchdown.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, Dawkins, might, although did Dawkins? Dawkins might was on have that team. The, yeah, and he might have the pick I, that I saw uh, that Favre threw in the 2003 playoff game at Philadelphia in overtime that led to the okay. winning field goal, I think that was Dawkins. I mean, he was a great player. But, yeah, I mean, to me it's a real positive to take the the ability that, that you have to reach people and say, I got faults too and I got problems. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. I think I think to this day our perception is you make millions of dollars, your life is perfect, yeah. you're, you're really talented, so what could possibly be wrong? But it's all those external
0: so, things. As someone who, like, I depression runs on my – paternal side of the family my grandfather my dad uh and then then depression also mixed into drinking problems for them and i remember the year i graduated from college i started to feel symptoms of depression so this is 11 years ago now and i it was it was really bad from like may of 2007 all the way through the end of the year yep and i rem- but i remember having some Self-awareness, because people in my family had gone through it, I, I pinpointed it right away. Like, okay, th- this is depression. This feels horrible. I could see how people would get to the point of no return where they would think about killing themselves. I never got to the point like Brian Dawkins did where he was act- actively planning on killing himself. But I remember specifically one time in an effort before I went out and, and sought some different tools and help to, to sort of right the ship. One of my first acts was, okay, I need to, I just need to figure out, because you keep asking yourself, what's the point? What's the point? I don't like, you know, I have friends, but okay, but that doesn't make me happy. I've got a, i have got I have a a young radio career, but that doesn't make me happy. And you start to question everything. What's the point of this? Mm -hmm. And so I started making a list of all the things that I thought I was like all the external things. I like this. I like that. I am this. And at first it felt like, okay, now this is who I am. And these are the things that I'm going to cling to. But those things can always be changing. Right. And I remember kind of snapping out of it after after a few months and going to different therapists or whatever and reading some books. And I, I saved that list as an example of what not to do. And Brian Dawkins is multiplied by 10 because he made way more money, wave, all this fame and wife and stability. Sure. Those are all external things that ultimately aren't going to pull you out of a depression unless you can find some sort of strength inside. And that's where people like on the outside, look at depressed friends or depressed family members and they think, Oh, we just need to pat them on the back and tell them we love them. It's like, no, no, no. Right. Not that they don't appreciate that, but that's not the reason why they're not depressed because they're insecure.
1: It's, it's deeper and different than that. And I I would imagine that, that being really good at sports makes that even more difficult because you're defined by that. And, Mm -hmm. and, and ultimately success, uh, sports is is ultimate success or you fail like if you're blair it's a walsh roller coaster. like if you're blair walsh mm-hmm. and i i don't know what what his mindset is but if you're blair walsh you go out there and you are you are defined now in this town by the fact that you missed a 27 yard field goal
0: well but you're you're defined by outside people as right. that right
1: but but that's what i'm saying is the perception of you the the ultimate failure there is is if I say his name, mm-hmm. everyone outside his circle who's a Viking fan thinks of one thing. Yeah, like and that it, would be incredibly difficult,
0: and it's probably a lot harder to separate Blair Walsh the football failure from Blair Walsh the human being that gets to wake up to a seventy five degree and sunny day and take a deep breath, right? Like that's yes. to be able to separate that is probably not easy for a lot of young athletes. So, anyways, I thought it was an awesome speech, and I'm glad he did it, Dave. What's coming up and stuff we should know about next?
4: Well, we have the debut in Canada with on the Montreal Alouettes of oh, Johnny God. Football. Forgot. Yeah, you just said how that went. We'll have much more. Oh, including. I watched to, it. I watched it. I'm trying to catch up on the latest episode of Very Cavallari featuring Jay Cutler.
0: Oh, I watched the whole thing if you want my review. I do. I very the much in, do. The entire thing. Yeah, Jay showed up to set uh, <laughs> Kristen's workers straight last night. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Assume the position. More Mackie and Judd coming up next on 1500 ESPN. Be- Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad This is where perception <laughs> and facts are going to meet in the middle here You're going to be perception, I'm going to be facts Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN
4: And stuff so you should know about is it, sponsored by your locally owned Domino's Introducing Domino's Hotspots Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more Not at home, not a problem Visit Dominos.com for details on Domino's Hotspots Woo! No!
0: Stop! You like that? I don't like that! The Rock
4: knows how you feel about pie.
0: Woo! What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now.
1: Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about.
0: I wanna know!
1: Alright, Dave Harrigan's back. How bad was the Johnny Manziel start? I did not, <laughs> I did not watch a That's second fun. of it.
4: Well, it didn't start well. Pressure on right away.
1: And he's picked up. His first pass
0: <laughs> no. No. is intercepted by Larry Dean. Right to a defender.
4: Yeah. Right to a defender. And it got worse. And worse.
0: And worse. Manziel retreats, and it's back again. His fourth interception, and this time, Mike Daly has it.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. That yeah. was in the red zone. So at least he got him to move
0: the football. What was the final score? Not good. Hamilton's pretty good, right?
4: Yeah, it was 35-3, I believe, when he threw that fourth
0: pick. Okay. Did he blame his teammates? Did he speak after the game? Do we know?
4: I don't know if he spoke. That's a good question. I did see him get down for at least one, possibly two tackles on the interception. Yeah, that first one, he He, he may have saved a touchdown.
0: Because the first interception was inside his own red zone. Larry Dean, Mm -hmm. a former Viking. That's right. uh, Once
4: played for our purple. (gasps) Woo! Killing it with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but yeah, he'd get right back up and you know jog off the field. Let's go get him, boys. Next time, oh, it's nice. almost like he maybe uh, hasn't
0: studied his playbook or understood what the defense was doing. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know.
4: Speaking of guys struggling, and now Phil Mackey does everything he can to ignore reality and defend a hero of his youth, despite knowing in his heart that hero is broken beyond repair. Mm. Mm
1: as aggressive as possible. and fired everything, and you're either going to be 62 or 63 or something in the mid-70s. I was just going to be aggressive and see what happens. I'm so far
0: back that it was just one of those, I had to play a great round just to try and get in the top 10. You know, sometimes it
4: works
1: out, sometimes it doesn't. I, I didn't quite hit the ball as, as clean as I wanted to, or, or I wasn't as sharp for sure, but I, I need to clean things up come Thursday, and I, I got three more days to work on it.
4: Yeah, so he was it, good Thursday, Friday for the first time in forever.
0: Yeah, since the, you know, since the British Open that he almost won a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and the Forget weekend just
1: sort of fell apart.
0: Oh, well, I think That's you heard it. Happens. He he almost shot a 62.
1: <laughs>
4: so
0: I don't know what you guys are. So it was well, either going to be a 62 or a 72. and it, So it was almost a 62. 73. But almost Two a 62. Days in a row. Hey, why reveal. <laughs> He's rope a doping the rest of the best golfers in the world. I got nothing for you. Why it, peak the week before the PGA championship? I think he realized how great he felt after Friday's round and thought, whoa, whoa. I don't want to give all this away a week before the PGA championship. Okay. I'm gonna hustle these guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna tank a couple rounds, make them feel like they have a false sense of security here. What do you think, Max? I'm I think Tiger's up to something here. Yeah, He's got I, a little strategy. I, I don't know, Phil. Maybe I, look...
1: maybe look, Oh, go, Max. Go. Go. On. Max has regained his sanity.
0: I love, I love how Tiger purposely walked around a little bit ginger and tight, too, on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday so that Nick Faldo would throw a couple is-his-back-okay references oh. just to lull everyone to sleep. Right now, it's Monday. Expectations low, but
1: you got... It. Come
0: on! It'll be expectations Thursday. have been low on Mondays be, for a long time. It'll match. be eight
1: twenty, and <laughs> oh, you guys will be watching. Uh-huh. I know it'll be. Up I'm not. You know and what? I'll hey,
0: be. Li- and I'll be living and dying by every shot possible. Hey, but he beat right Speed by fun. like five so strokes this week. All right, Speed's one of the best golfers in the world. <laughs> He dominated Jordan Speed this week. speed has been struggling, though, of late. How did he do so. against Justin Thomas is the real question. Listen, JT I missed a cut
4: like two up. weeks ago. I, mean, I give JT up.
0: JT
1: missed the British
4: Open cut, didn't he? Yeah, and then he came back and won last
1: I'd rather perform well what in the majors. Major. I'm severing ties here because I can't help you guys anymore. <laughs> I've tried. I can't
4: help you guys anymore. <laughs> oh, it's fucking Cutting my losses now. You guys up on your Drew League action? The what league? The Drew League. NBA offseason. No. You get hmm. some former, some current players play. And this is different than the, than the big people. three? Yes, this is a real five-on-five five basketball. I know James Harden's played in a couple games, but DeMar DeRozan and Nick Young have played in a few. I'm not. Uh, yesterday, it was playoff league action. Birdies' revenge taking on redemption. Very heated rivalry. A lot of bad blood, uh, but that's actually between two players on the same team. <laughs> That's what it sounded like when the rapper, known as The Game, uh, during a technical foul free throws being shot by the other team, uh, just went up to his own teammate and slugged him in the face.
1: Whoa, what happened? What led to it?
4: Well, there was some discussion on the court, some heated words clearly being said, and he just had enough and walked up to him and sucker punched him. Then the two got in the old, I'm going to throw a couple fisticuffs, and no one really hit anybody, and everyone jumped in. But my question is, when you're the referee, what do you do when somebody punches their own teammate? Is that still a
0: foul? It's definitely not a foul. I, I don't. Do, I think do you, do you
1: separate that? Do you have do to you just, let them go? Yeah. No, I think you let the coaches do it, right? Or teammates? I I don't okay, do a thing.
0: If, if your own bench comes out to break up a fight between two of your own players, do those guys who came off the bench also get suspended? Like in the NBA, if you come off the bench, that's true.
1: If it happened in an NBA game, they might actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. No! <laughs>
4: Oh, we've got another great reaction. Of course, we just heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we also have this. Oh. In fact, Get some cold cuss. Get some cold cuss. Get some cold cuss. <laughs> what is this
0: sound from?
3: Oh. There's
0: some laughing there, so it was, a li- it was somewhat lighthearted. Oh. I-, I have no clue.
4: Boy. You want to take a
1: guess? I've no.
0: Yeah, I got
4: nothing on this. James Franklin is the coach of the Penn State University football team. Oh
1: yeah, okay.
4: Recently took his squad out for a little paintballing, have a little fun, little bonding experience, and yeah. he was talking about how things got a little out of hand. He got hit with, you know, hit with a paintball, yeah. and the rule was, you get hit, you have to raise your arms in the air with your gun up, showing that you've been hit, and then you run off the field. Well, he's the head coach, so what happens when the coach gets hit and raises gun, the entire team then points their guns at him and shoots paintballs at him. He showed off a bruise kind of under his ear neck area. Paintball sounds horrible. I've never played paintball. It sounds like fun until you get hit okay. and then I'm out. Then I'm then so the I'm guy crying. who's going
1: to cut players actually got shot more? Yeah, he got so he got one in the
4: neck. Okay. Then he lifted up his shirt, showed two kind of in the side rib cage area. And then he said, Oh, wait. And the worst bruises here, and lifted up from the bottom his shorts and basically uncovered a little bit portion of his uh, right, I think it was left buttock. Uh, and uh, the bruise was, as you can tell, unsettling.
1: Oh! <laughs> like the, I love the reporters. Dude. That must have been the really horror impressive. in the room. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a lot of reporters, so that must have the horror in the room. <sighs>
4: oh, my God. Not as bad as this one.
2: And Carlos. Gomez is hit by that pitch. How <laughs> <What> about that? <laughs>
0: that was outstanding. Uh, I saw that clip. Did you see that clip? Did you see, did that see that clip? clip, Judd? No. So he gets hit in the elbow pad, yeah. and so it just like you could hear it ricochet off the elbow pad, so it didn't hurt him. And he takes two steps out of the out of the box, and then like fall falls over like a like a soccer flop. <laughs> <It was>
1: outstanding. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, but that's. And great. like lays
0: there for a couple seconds, then gets up and smiles.
1: <laughs> just
0: him. Gomez being Gomez,
1: just go go <gasps> go go being go go. Bad baseball, bad for baseball though, right? That is, breaks yeah. every etiquette rule possible in baseball. I, we should have bench clearing brawl. I saw that and thought, you know,
0: baseball needs one of this one of these every game. Just something hilarious. That's we fun. need go goes on every team. Get some cold cuts. Right. Get
4: some cold cut.
1: Wow. Get some cold cuts. No Second cold cut. I got it. I know it. I, I got it too. You it. guys full side. Jimmy Beller and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Jimmy can't help himself, can he? He's just he out can't. at the club he, doing karaoke you all the see time. him
0: and Dwayne Wade flying private, and they—I can't remember which one of them posted this on their Instagram—but they were drinking 1989 bottles of wine on this private jet Why would over they the weekend. Be? Probably just, just ripping the young players in the NBA. They're all soft. Yeah, is, is, Dwayne is, come soft. Is, is Dwayne Wade coming here?
1: Is Dwayne Wade going to be uh, oh, a yeah, Timberwolf?
0: You know what? I'm sure Tibbs would instantly take that oh, we'd right. Oh, we would love
1: to have
4: Dwayne Wade. <laughs> 40 talked minutes. B- talked a bunch about Johan Santana and the uh, Twins Hall of Fame ceremony over the weekend. We didn't get to the Torrey Hunter part of the uh, ceremonies.
3: I remember in spring training in 2000, we were playing the Cincinnati Reds in Sarasota, Florida. Johan came in from the bullpen and got on the mound and the PA announcer says, Now batting, Ken Griffey Jr. I was in the outfield, oh man, this sucks. (laughs) Johan got on the mound, kept his cool, threw him the first pitch fastball down the middle, He called a strike, second pitch, fouled it off, third pitch, He swung and missed and spent Griffey in the ground and that was strike three in the inning. Later on, I talked to Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey said, hey, who was that guy with that pitch? I said, that struck me out of the last pitch and I said, that's Johan Santana. He said, man, that was the nastiest pitch I ever seen. So I went to Johan and said, Johan, Ken Griffey Jr. said, what was that pitch? He said, "Oh, Tori, that was the equalizer." <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that a Major League Two reference? I don't
4: know. Well, you had the Eliminator was Major League Two, right? right. The Eliminator, and then it turned into the,
0: the Out of Towner, yeah, the Out of stater <laughs> uh, yeah. So that must have been the changeup, right? Yes, was he? That he was, was a changeup because 2000 was his first year in the organization. But I don't know if he had learned the changeup. Because that would have been before he appeared in an actual Major League game with the Twins. And I feel like he learned that changeup. Unless I'm mixing up my timelines. But he learned the change-up in the Twins organization that eventually propelled him to, which should be Major League Baseball Hall of Fame status. but Or at least NFL. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Let's wrap this up with some wonderful NFL shade being thrown by Kelvin Benjamin formerly of the Carolina Panthers, yeah, answering a uh, question from Tim Graham of The Athletic talking about his time in Carolina before he was traded. Looking back on it, I should have just been drafted by somebody else. I should have (laughs) never went to Carolina. Truly, I think Carolina was bad for me. It was a bad fit from the get-go. If you would have put me with any other quarterback, let's be real. You know what I'm saying. I, any other accurate quarterback, like Rodgers or Eli Manning or Big Ben, anybody, quarters, quarterbacks with knowledge that know how to place the ball and give you a better chance to catch the ball, it just felt like I wasn't in that position. Cam. Okay, two
1: things. In any fairness, one of five could... QBs that he, he could have played for. Or played with that's my but, you, but
0: like you can like, any receiver like yeah, Rodgers or Brady yeah, any receiver in the world could have said that. However, are you still standing by your love for Cam Newton? You and Matthew Collar yeah, savaged me two years I would ago. Take, yes, I would All take right. him.
1: Your your hate for him was too much. I don't think he's fantastic, but your you, you despise him too much. And Kelvin. Benjamin, anybody else? Yeah, ignore the like ig- Rogers, ignore his teammates, now. or Brady, or Big Ben, <laughs> or Drew Brees, or Marino, or Peyton Manning or, in his prime, or Peyton or Tarkington in his prime because he would have scrambled around and found me. Any one of those guys I could have played with. No bleep.
0: <laughs> uh, Mackie and Judd six five one six four six eight two five five. If you want to chime in, we have Derek Wetmore on Twins in about a half hour. Uh, Matthew Collar from Vikings training camp. And also, I've got another Johan Santana argument. In fact, I just lo- I just looked at a comparison between these two players, just for fun, just to see if I was mentally tripping out. There's a travesty about to take place in Major League Baseball. We'll get to that at the top of the hour. Mackie and Judd, TCO Broadcast Studios. Oh, but we got to talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota first. Would never forget about my favorite car dealership and service department. The one that I've been going to since I was 16 years old and uh, my family for the last 30 plus years, they have a lot of great 2018 specials right now on the lot because pretty soon now that we're getting, uh, we're second half of the year here means the 2019s are going to be coming in and they got to make room. So you can find great lease specials on RAV4s, Corollas and Camrys with Entune 3.0. It's an eight inch touchscreen uh, in the middle console you can connect your phone to it and also safety features that have been upgraded the last couple of years, too, on a lot of these models. So, I mean, it's the best combination of peace of mind and great people and experts and friendly service and some of the most durable vehicles in the world, Toyotas, uh, which... 80% of the Toyotas that were on the road 20 years ago are still on the road today. So you get all of that when you go to the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And you can see some of these specials I've been talking about. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad.
4: Four hours of trauma.
0: <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN.
4: need your help choosing our finalists for Sportscaster Idol. Our judges have narrowed down the field to the top ten. Those auditions have been posted on our website, 1500ESPN.com. After watching them, you vote for your favor. You can vote once daily. The contestant with the most votes will join the judges' three picks on stage at the State Fair for the Sportscaster Idol finale. Check out all the auditions, 1500ESPN.com, keyword,
0: idol. Thank you, Dave. Now, you guys, so Dave was out last week on vacation, and Max, you were gone on Friday, too, when, uh, when we were out at the 3M Championship. So you guys missed our segment where we started off just Judd and I agree with him lamenting the fact that we can never get excited about college football going into a season really here because yeah. the Gophers at best are
1: always like okay like maybe they're gonna make a bowl game but it's a sport I love mm-hmm. and, and yet there's a huge part that I'll watch it but I never go into a year saying oh here college football is, is here mm-hmm. Chip Scoggins l- loves it and looks forward to it a month beforehand we never have that yeah and we now- don't.
0: Now Tennessee's been pretty mediocre the last decade or so too. So even but but he but he's grew got up the SEC on SEC
1: love for exactly and you've different. got
4: history you can at least remember exactly. <laughs>
0: yes, which we, Peyton Manning and a national well, championship that, the too. next
4: year.
1: Meltdowns, losses. Yeah, we've got our mace, own version. The You're Mason right. years. You're right. true.
0: So we thought all right, it'd be agreed. It's hard to get really really excited for Gophers football. And I told Judd about my experience. You know, Notre Dame is my backup team, and in some cases it's just my favorite team. My grandpa played at Notre Dame. I got a family connection to Notre Dame. So I've, I've grown up on Notre Dame football. So I get more excited for college football because every year I have a couple teams that, like one of them's going to at least be respectable at worst, usually. Notre Dame is going to compete at a pretty high level on a regular basis. And if the Gophers do too, like I have things to be excited about. Right? We needed to find Judd a backup team so that when the Gophers are dead and out of it by the time November rolls around, Judd might have a chance to watch relevant college football and thus be more excited going into the year. Look forward to Saturdays. So we went through a list of all the places Judd has lived and sure. his three favorite places to vacation. And we came up with like 15 Division One schools and narrowed it down to four for a vote. So on Friday, we had people vote on USC, because Judd was born in Southern California.
4: Yep. Okay, that's a heritage program. It is. Yep.
0: Love that. Uh, Boston College. Because he likes to vacation in Boston, East Coast, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Miami, good. because he also likes to vacation in South Florida, and has spent chunks of time there for spring training and and such, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And then uh, and then someone, I believe it was Jonathan Harrison, our producer, uh, he he suggested because Judd has resided in Maryland before, or Baltimore area, and Navy is out there. <laughs> And so we put Navy on the list because it's different. Navy is, they pretty much just run the ball old school style. Wishbone yeah. and option, This right? concerned
1: me greatly. The midshipmen. This concerned interesting. me.
0: All their games are on CBS Sports <laughs> Network. Yeah. I said I would have voted for Navy, and I did vote for Navy. I and can't
1: pronounce their, their head coach's last name. That's it's Coach Ken. Coach Ken. Coach Ken. Coach
0: yeah. Ken. Coach Ken. And while Navy put up a great fight, pun intended, they were edged. In the judge backup team voting results by Miami. Come
1: on, what's the what's, what's the what's what, the I words? I gotta figure it no out. Words, wait, wait, I'm just finding this out. Go Miami, go! Go Miami, great tradition. Schellenberger arrived. Schnellenberger. Dennis Erickson was a very good coach, but Jimmy Johnson was the best, and you thrive. Yeah, how about that? I'm making up the lyrics as I go. Outstanding. Yes. Vinny Testaverde. All right, so that's my team. Which, and Judd, Judd has his
0: eye on turnover chains.
4: On yes. right now I'm, buy,
1: I'm going to buy a turnover chain and wear it to Friday shows. <laughs> Oh, you have to wear it every day at the fair, first of all, to pump it I, up. That's fine. That's fine. But that's go, that's got to be, the, the first investment mm-hmm. is not a jersey, it's not a cap, it's got to be the turnover uh, chain. Hurricanes and turnover chains. I like yes, that quite a bit. he turn into a bad
0: boy. Can we get a Judd Zolged Miami football season preview later this week, too? Maybe like Thursday? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Thursday you can do the I'll, season preview? I'll do
1: my due diligence, and I'm, I will give you a thorough preview of a program that might not be great right now, but has thrived before. Once again, there's a history. There's a history of this program. Yeah, and now it's you and I, Catholics and convicts. Yeah, oh yeah, they, Notre oh. Dame, Miami. This could get contentious somewhere. Oh, this is going to be great. They this... play LSU for their first game. Wow. oh, that's not going to be easy. No, no. that's a, some. Where's the game, Max?
0: Uh, it's probably neutral site, but it says LSU is home, so maybe it is right. at maybe it is at Tiger Stadium. Is it would
1: be a home and home series then. You it's... said
0: you wanted to go to Tiger Stadium. There you go,
1: dude. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: I Chip, wonder if Chip I could wa- pull Chip this wants off. to take
1: us to Tiger Stadium. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if I could make this happen. What's the date of this game? Do you have the date in front of September you? September 2nd, 6:30 p.m. It's a night game. Oh, but- boy, this is a it's absolutely calling me. What day of the week is that?
0: Saturday or is it a... Uh, it looks like a Sunday. I oh, believe. and it's actually not at Tiger Stadium. It will be in
1: Jerry's house. Oh, oh that's not going yeah, no, to yeah, happen. That one. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to the Cowboys Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: No, no, no. <laughs> if you're going to be a true Hurricanes fan, though, that means you have to be a Ray Lewis apologist, right? That's a very true. Are you able to do
1: that? Oh, absolutely. I'm changing right now. <laughs> 52. It means so many things. So many things. Blessed. I'm blessed to follow the Miami hurricane. I said, The Lord looked down upon me and said, You will follow the hurricane. And I said, A hurricane is bad, Lord. And he said, No, you're talking about football, the Miami hurricanes. <laughs> and I said, That is how you work, God. That is how you work. I am now a college football fan. And I'm thankful every day for that. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Jug coming up next.
2: Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do on
1: 1500
3: ESPN.